This, yeah. this is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> With guest host Susie Schuster. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. How much better do you think this team can get on offense, Jalen Hurts? The Rich Eisen Show. Hurts dives and he's in for the touchdown. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. Earlier on the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer Marshall Falk. Bill's wide receiver, Stefan Diggs. Still to come, actor Ed O'Neill. And now, it's Susie Schuster. Hour three, Susie Schuster in for my husband, Rich Eisen, taking a rare day off during the football season. I would not be here if Marshall Falk was not next to me because I'm not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. I, when I come on to the show, I want Marshall Falk on my side. And he doesn't do much TV anymore. So when it's a doubleheader on a Tuesday after a Monday night, I call Marshall and say, Marshall, please, will you come in and sit with me and hold my hand? And of course, he always does. And I'm grateful to have you there with me. It's a me. pleasure. It's a pleasure, Suze. Thank you. It's always T- fun. I know. I always have a good time with you. Sorry, Rich. I'm having a... Sorry, Rich Eisen. Kind of a great, yeah. Sorry, Rich Eisen. I'm having kind of a great time with him over here. <laughs> TJ, how are you, sir? Are you on your second or third Ramosa? I mean, uh, who's counting, really? No, we, we got Hall of Fame. We got two Hall of Famers hosting. We got Marshall. You got you. We That's got right. Chris and Mike and Mamosas. And yeah. Cheers, cheers life Mike. is good. Mike, how are you? Chris Brockman, well, how are you? Thank you for great. calling me a Hall of Famer. I appreciate it that a lot. I mean, one of us who sits in the chair has an Emmy. So thank that's you for bringing you. that wow. up. That, that's me. Wow. I'm the one right here. I'm me. I'm the one. Don't you have more than one? I only have one. Oh, just one. Okay. Rich has one in the back though, but that doesn't really count, right? It's he, a sports center. Emmy. I know it's a sports center one from mine 90, has 96. my name on it. <laughs> Susie. But who's asking and who? Say no. It. Oh, don't Sorry. talk about me. It's okay. I don't need the attention. It's all right. Tomorrow I'll go back to carpool, but whatever. Uh, let, them know, let them know that if Step Diggs is him, carpool. Susie, you are her. That's right. I am. I, well, I would say I am she. You are, you are she. Then right? Even, because there is a her, a musician. She's really dope. There so, is? Yeah. Her, H-E-R, that's her name. But, so you are she. So much like when you talk about boxing, I just tune that out. Like, there's, Is there really somebody named her? Yeah, a musician. She's great, yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so you are she. Good to know, right? Um Guys, obviously, we talked earlier in the show about the games on Monday night. They were incredible games. We had Stefan Diggs, and he is just lights out, special, great he's kid. Good. And go, go to YouTube and he's check good. out that conversation. He's, 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 a good, he's a good interview, too. He's, 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 he's savvy. He's, he's savvy. He's he wouldn't let you put him in a corner. He's I, like, he's like, I'm not baby. Like, oh, who, I tried to put baby in the corner. Yeah, he wouldn't fall in for it. I tried to put baby in the corner. He yeah. was not having mm-hmm. it. And the great Ed O'Neill will join us shortly. Of course, he said, who's his favorite running back of all time? It's, uh, it's my right-hand man right here, Marshall Fogg. So we nice. got that. Speaking of 2-8, let's get this segment going. This is called The World According to 2-8. And this is when we want to sit there and pick your brain. Because obviously, like, you just said something so nice. Like, you don't do much TV anymore. You don't talk football except for when I call you and just basically, you know hold your feet to the it's fire. Fun. So it's, it's nice to be able to pick your brain on a lot of these topics. What's the 2-0 team that you believe in the most, Marshall Falk? 2-0 team that I believe in the most, the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Yep. Has to be, right? Well, I mean, just 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 not just um, that they won the games and that they're 2-0, and but it's who they beat and how they, they did it. Now, the question is, um, we all know, once Buffalo gets into the playoffs, what happens? That's that's what's been the thing for them, but right now, right now they, if if I had power rankings, they'd be number one. Well, who's the two and O team that you need to see more from? 
Hmm. What 2-0 team that I would need to see more from? That's a good question. So 2-0 teams, Marshall. We got, obviously, Buffalo. Miami's also 2-0. The Chiefs are 2-0. Eagles, Giants I'm, I'm just, 2-0. And the Bucks are 2-0. If I, if I would have to go with it, it would probably be the Giants. I like what they've done. Um, and I was sitting here kind of like thinking, do I go Chiefs or do I go Giants? And I'm only going Giants because um, I, it, it comes down to quarterback. The Chiefs... Um, they have your guy. They, I, the, the dude just knows how to win games. You know, when you when you when you think when you go back to what he did to Buffalo, it, like he did that, like he just snatched defeat. It just took the win away from them. He was him. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I like the Giants. I'm and I'm in, I'm impressed with with what they've done thus far. You know, Saquon's looking like Saquon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's been a long time since we said this. Hey, everybody, the Giants actually has an offensive line. <laughs> There's five guys playing as one, and you can consider them a line. They're not just individual players. They are a line. Hey, everybody, the Giants have a line, <laughs> right? It's one of those. Uh, which And uh, I say this, yes. and here comes Michael Barkson to Marcus Lawrence. <laughs> this is like, I say this then on Monday night. Marcus Barkson. Oh, my God. This is... <laughs> he might single-handedly end the Giants season right, yeah. on Monday. He's on pace oh, for 34 man. sacks. So I just want to point that out there. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm like, I'm I'm saying, as I'm saying this, I'm like, but that's why I said I need to see more from them. Yeah, right. There you go. Well, no one expected them to be 2-0, and like, let's be honest. But Parsons, I mean, you, you don't want to see him coming down at you, going 99 miles per hour. Man, Michael I, Parsons I, I haven't him. seen... You know, I, I guess people forget that Lawrence Taylor was a linebacker, right? And so Parsons is a linebacker. You know, most most defensive ends they do this type of stuff, or they're they're like hybrid defensive end, um, outside rushers. You know, LT was an actual linebacker that rushed from the outside, and 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 this kid is a linebacker, and and listen listen, you know Dan Quinn. I know you want to play him back some. This guy need to be on the left edge or the right edge of the defensive line, dictating to them who they need to block and making it easier for everybody else. Pretty simple. Since you love overreactions, Chris, is love it them. is I it too soon so to ask Marshall if he is the greatest position player of his time? Who? Parsons. I mean, that's it's early. That's the reason why I'm asking. He loves to ask questions that are totally too early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, normally, normally that's something you let Michael Irvin say, right? <laughs> you know, because he's a cowboy. Like Michael Irvin would, you know, he's the greatest position of us. Yeah, I, he's I get a cowboy, it. and he'd and he'd stomp around and throw he's himself a on the floor, and he and Stephen A. would start like foaming at the mouth. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, running back, who should get the ball more? Who should get the ball more? Running back, who should get the ball more? I'm, I'm actually stick with Dallas, man. I think um, this whole two-back system, and I'm, I, I have nothing against um, Tony Pollard, but um, they're paying Ezekiel Elliott a lot of money. Lot of money. And right now, you, you, you got your backup quarterback in there. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd run him 30, 40 times a game. His tongue would be hanging out his mouth. People would, people would be saying they're trying to get their money's worth from Zeke. That's what they be. They would be saying to me, I, I, I could not, not in this, especially with Dak out. 
There's a lot of money in the backfield with them two there. Dak's out. There's no way I'd be dropping Cooper Rush back, having him throw the ball 30 times a game. Makes no sense. No. Did we ask, Marshall, did I, I don't even remember. Did we ask you about the one-win team that you're most concerned about? One-win team that I'm most concerned about? Uh, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they, you know, you, you, got, you, you have a guy starting at quarterback who doesn't have a good track record at, at being a starting quarterback. You got a hometown hero in Kenny Pickett. And and now you you got you got your you got your, your star running back who had a list Frank injury a little banged up right now and um, you lost your best player on defense. Listen, Mike Tomlin, can you believe that Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season? It's crazy, <laughs> unbelievable. Kudos to you, Mike. Um, Hats goes off. This will be his best coaching job ever. What about, uh, we didn't talk about 0-2 teams you're most concerned about. Should we talk about 0-2 teams? Do we care? <laughs> I mean, we can. Well, the we don't two have to. I don't want to no. make you do anything well, you don't no, want to no, do. No, we can. The two, we can. Big, the two big ones are Raiders and Bengals. Yeah. yeah. They're playoff teams I, last I, year. I, Titans I actually also. Think so. I'm okay with the Raiders. I'm okay with the Bengals because they have stability at quarterback. I'm worried about the Titans. Hmm. Because they might have to make a quarterback change. Part of, and here's what happens. Your team knows who they want to play. They know what quarterback, when, when he's in the huddle, that gives them a little bit more. Teams know. And I'm worried. And I watched them in the preseason. When, this, when, when, when Malik got in the game, they had a little different pep in their step. The team, the dynamic looked different. So that might be an issue. And um, coaches hate when they have quarterback controversy. They just, they just don't want to have it. It's a good thing to have in college, but in the pros – you do not want to have it in the pros. Quarterbacks are finicky, man. They 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 need to know. They need to know they number one. They have to know they the only one. Hmm. But that right now they're not. There's a lot of controversy no. going on already. Danny Hill, no. He's looking over his shoulders. He knows. He knows. Yeah. He 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 played differently before this kid got there. The last couple of years, he had no issues with making mistakes and doing things, and now he's trying to be perfect. That ain't Danny Hill. He looked like Tannehill from Miami right now. No kidding. That's who he looked like. Mm-hmm. All right, we need one more. Okay, we Mike. need one more. All right, we'll get one more. All right, we need one more. We got it. What? Well, let's see. Which quarterback needs to step up? We just said Tannehill. Who else? Oh, man. Um, I, I'll say the quarterback I want to see step up uh, is Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, this, this, is, this is his career. He's been given a second chance. And more than giving a second chance, he gets a he, he he gets to throw eggs at his general manager's face. And his general manager is just not a guy who who picked players. This guy played the game at a high level. He's a Hall of Fame player. If he take this team to the Super Bowl and win, this is this is this is, this is awesome, man. I, I we have so many storylines, so many so plot many. lines. So I would many. say Russell Wilson too. But I understand Russ is in a new offense. And it's just going to take him a minute. It's going to take a while to under, for him to understand and get comfortable with, with how things go. It's, it's a whole other language. He's thinking about the play now. Quarterbacks don't think about the play. They call the play and watch the defense and react to the defense with the play. And all you heard about from Green Bay was how much Aaron Rodgers loved Nathaniel Hackett. And it seems like he, he can't get out of his own way yet in Denver. I, I just I, I don't I don't I'm, I'm gonna say this. His father was great in the league. Um, 
I'm sure he paid his dues. I think Matt LaFleur called his own plays. And now if you're a first-time head coach and a first-time play caller, I, I just think it's an issue. I, I, have, I have the same issue with Kevin O'Connell. You know, I'm like, this is, this is a big deal. A lot of play callers, like Andy Reid, one of the greatest play callers in our game. You know, he, he turns that stuff over because it's hard to head coach and play call. I just remember at USC when Paul Hackett was there and Carson Palmer was just, he couldn't see straight because Paul brought in his Jets play calling, right? And he was just, Carson was so lost in the system and it was overwhelming and they could not play. When Pete Carroll got in there, the first thing he, he did was burn that play calling book. I mean, it was gone and he just made everything super, super simple. For, Carl, for oh, yeah. Carson, then he relaxed into the system and then obviously went on to win a Heisman. I think and, he brought in Norm Chow. Yeah, brought in Norm. Norm, Norm who was simple, calming, basic. Yeah. Most calming influence yeah. of all and time. Quarterback play, it's, 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 about, it's about simplicity for the quarterback. You, you, you want to make the game easy for the quarterback. You think it's going to work in Denver? Um, what, I, what I do like is that they have each other's back. You know, Russell, Russell after, after the week one debacle in Seattle... Russell knew that they should have been going for it on fourth down, and he would not throw his head coach under the bus. Now, I just—I I kept telling people, "Listen, that—that's that, all—that's all the thing. That's all he had to do was was say, did you guys see our four possessions in the red zone on fourth down?' <laughs> that's all he had. That would explain why you kicked it. Yeah, exactly. Like you—you you literally had a legitimate excuse, but." He then said, I probably should have went for it, yeah, which, is, which is which is if you didn't learn nothing from Bill Belichick is you never give in to what the media thinks you should have done. Big mistake just to even make it look like you're bleeding a little you bit. Right? Never do that. Never. That's funny because Rich and I heard that differently. We kind of thought he was joking when he said that, because immediately after that, he went on to explain how. Uh, McManus said his number was the 46-yard line. We got to the 46-yard line, and it was fourth and six, and we didn't like the, how the offense was looking, and so we just decided to kick it. Once again, yeah. you, you, you don't – Russell got, what, $200 million? You got a lot, Two, four, 240 You don't like how your offense was looking? Like literally, hey, we had what, three or four possessions from the five-yard line. And we kicked one field goal, and I think we turned it over two or three times. Yep. I wasn't feeling good on fourth down going for it. The numbers it, were it, it was in his favor. That's all he had to say. That's all he had to say. All and right, Russ, I see why you kicked it. Okay. And Russ had 340 yards in that game. I mean, just to let him make a play. Why wouldn't Russ just say, "Dude, let me do this. Get out of my head. Like, let me do this." That's, that's because, what I don't because get. because that's the good guy in Russ. Yeah. Mm. Like we 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 never saw the bad guy in Russ. Even even in Seattle when they weren't putting players around and wasn't wasn't doing anything, when he felt like they didn't have his back, you know, he but never he never really. You just heard that he wanted to be traded, and it was like what? That's it. But that's that's the that's the good guy. Now if that was Aaron Rodgers. It'd be a different story. Aaron would have aired all the dirty laundry. <laughs> he gave it to him. <laughs> well, they did. They, I mean, Lafleur did that to Aaron in a playoff game. But I'm just saying, because Aaron, 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 he deals like that. Right. He, 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 he's not trying to care. Listen, here's what it is. Like, you're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers. And what I like about Aaron, what he does is, he said, I got to play better. 
don't know if you guys are, you know what? We won, but I got to play better. I got to do better. I was like, that's the kind of guy you want to be in a huddle with. Look, I've never played the game clearly, but it seems to me that if you're Russell Wilson, it's kind of like Josh Allen last night when they were in the red zone and I think he had McDermott wanted to check him and whatever. He's like, we're going for it. You, you wouldn't say like if if you're that much of a veteran, I know it's a new relationship. You got the yards behind you in that game. At what point do you just check it off and say, you got to trust me on this? It's kind of like, I mean, I guess I would uh, equate it to like sometimes the guys will just change the play that's been called in from the sidelines in basketball. Why wouldn't he have just said, look, you got to trust me on this? I just I just think that there's no trust there yet. Right. It's just not there. It's implied, but I don't I, I can't believe that it's there yet. And and in what game could they or did they develop it? I mean, it just it's it's just it's not there. Russ could have just been like, I'm the Karen in this relationship. I'm gonna I'm gonna call this play. That's the last thing he wants to do. It's a long season, I know, but God, it's like, like that's it's so, the last thing it's you so want to do. I know, I'm, just te- I'm teasing you. Come <laughs> like you on, you want to take that on? Oh, no, my God, no. I would, but I'm just it's easy to dissect from the next day, right? It's, it is. It's very it is. easy to sit yeah, here we, and in this chair very, and say he should have done this. He yeah. should have done that. Yeah. But but I think for for me, if I was the head coach, based on what I saw in the red zone, right, our short yardage and goal line. What we were doing, it would have been it would have been easy for me to say go kick it too. Now, there's a caveat to this part, which is Seattle had to protect from the deep ball. So, can you run a hitch? But the numbers said for me, based on their short yardage and goal line, kick it. Yep, and they did, and we know what happened. So yeah. here we are talking about it. Days with the results. Later. I hear you. A lot of the players could have, a lot of the plays could have won the game. Oof! <laughs> so easy to coach from the seat, isn't it? It's so easy. We got the best seat, you we guys. We got the best seat in the house. You can listen to the NFL on the NFL app on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. If it's the NFL, it is on Westwood One. The great Ed O'Neill will be calling in when we come back right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Do not go away. He's mad. We're going to talk about it. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen with Marshall Falk because I don't do a show without Marshall because I'm not crazy. And, you know, that's why they pay me the big bucks to sit in the chair. <laughs> Aside from the fact that my husband is up with a Roku conference somewhere up in Napa. May Napa. not let him back home, but whatever. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. Right He's watching the show right now. There he is oh, taking nice. pictures. Are you selling him out, Mike Hoskins? The fact <laughs> that he should be paying attention and... And that he is watching the show, and there I am. So, hey, honey, thanks for watching. And by the way, pay attention to the guys who are paying for the show. But that's neither here nor Shout there. Shout out Roku right? just, just, just saying, which maybe pay attention. While he's gone, I call up my great friend Ed O'Neill and ask him to call in. Because honestly, Marshall knows, I take the booking for this show very seriously. You like do. You I do. try to, um, I try to perform for the audience at hand. So I reached out to Ed O'Neill. I asked him to call in, and he is on the Mercedes Vans line right now. The great Ed O'Neill. Ed, thank you so much for taking the time today to call in. Hey, it's my pleasure, Susie. Thank you. It is, for it is, me. Oh, please. Thank you. What are you kidding me? I'm excited to have you on. And I also know that you happen to like a certain running back Hall of Famer named Marshall Falk. Well, I do. I mean, we've never met. Never. But That's ever right. Since I saw him in college, I used to tell guys, have you seen this kid, Marshall Falk? <laughs> and, uh, you know, some did, some didn't. And then, you know, his whole, I followed him throughout his whole career. And I've always said he's one of the greatest running backs of all time. And and he and he was, and that's a, that's just a fact. He was phenomenal to watch. You know, a lot of people thought he was undersized. What are you, five ten, Marshall? Five eleven. Five eleven. Sorry about that. That's my okay. father. Five eleven and a half. He say. <laughs> uh, but you were strong. You, you know, you weren't muscly, but you know, you didn't have that muscle bound look. But man, you were strong and you could move. What was your 40? You had a fast 40. 4-3? Four, 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 Not that four. fast. It was 4-2-9. Oh. Right. <laughs> it's nothing. Uh, I would, you know, I played, with, I had a cup of coffee with the Steelers, you know. And uh, I'm glad I didn't have to tackle you. Ed, what was your position with the Steelers? Let's talk about well, your time there. I was trying for outside linebacker. But I, you know, in college we ran a 5-4 defense. I played middle guard. And defensive end, so I never played linebacker. I never played a stand-up defensive position. I was always on all fours. So I was trying to make the team and learn the position at the same time, which I don't recommend. So you played nose guard? Yeah, I played nose guard in college and in high school. That's pretty impressive, man. That was Chuck Knowles' first year. Did not know that. Nose guard. 1969, I believe. I mean, should I ask, were there leatherheads back then, or no, is that I mean, insulting? No, no, but you know, there was leatherheads when I was 
uh, in the seventh grade, you know, our helmets were leather. I was trying I to think. They were so cool. You know, no face masks. No, face masks are for, for sissies. I like to throw the forearm, you know? Was, 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 was legal in those days, by was, the way. You could throw it like a punch. Was, was Mean Joe there? Mean Joe was a rookie with me. Yeah, I thought so. And L.C. Greenwood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terry Hanrady was the, uh, was the rookie quarterback with me from Notre Dame because Bradshaw came the next year. Uh, Rocky Blyer was in Vietnam. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't make it, but, uh, it it's okay. Like you say, you had a cup of coffee, the, the, whatever it was, two weeks or whatever I was there. Like you say, you had a cup of coffee. I had a cup of coffee and then, uh, I called it a day. How did you make you know, the I turn? Funny thing, uh, Marshall and Susie, when they cut me, uh, you know, I made it beyond the, the thing. Your name is just not on the list. You know, that's how they cut you. You know, they didn't put your name on the list. They just didn't put your name on the list. <laughs> but I was called into Noel's office, you know, and uh, he was very nice. And he said to me, listen, uh, the Eagles are need linebackers. And, you know, we were in Latrobe, PA, at St. Vincent's College. And he said, I made a call earlier, and they, you know, they'll, they'll give you a look. You know, if you want to rent your car, you can drive down there and, uh, you know, see, see what you can do. And, and I said, uh, he said, but you got to tell me right away because, I, you know, they, they got to know. And I looked at him and I said, I'm done. I was done. I, I had played for two different colleges. I was sick of football, to be honest with you. Then and how did you make the injuries. turn? I had a couple knee problems that I knew weren't going to get any better. Then how did you make the turn, Ed? How did you make the turn from playing football to acting? You know, I don't even know. I mean, I did some of it. In, I was drafted into the theater in, in the school. I, the, I went to a Catholic school where the nun ran the theater program, and I was in one of her classes, a speech class. And so she, you know, she drafted me to be in the plays. <laughs> which I had to kind of hide from my buddies because they thought it wasn't the thing that I should be doing, you know. But I liked it, secretly, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's funny. You so got I drafted. These guys, you know, it's for the girls, man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it, it really, well, maybe it was for both. But that's how I got, that's how I got started in it. Man, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Well... I was a big fan of yours. I'm honest to God. I mean, you know, I can't make that up. I was. You were one of my favorite backs. Let's 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 talk about let's let's talk about you and acting. I because I don't you know I I watched you a lot. Don't know much about you. Happy that you're a fan of mine. I'm definitely a fan of yours, man. Watch you watch you growing up over the years. Well, thank you. Um, what 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 role a type of role do you? Do you like playing the best? Where where do you feel like you are at your best? Well, the, you know, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously these questions, it's like it, you're going to try to, you're going to, the answer is going to be the most dramatic and, and also funny. You know, if you can, because I always say that a really good drama has comedy in it. And the really good actors are, are and when I say good actors, I mean the drama, dramatic actors are also funny. Like Brando was very funny. Uh, Olivier was funny. Um, De Niro could be funny. You know what I mean? So I like the drama. Like I did Big Apple in New York for David Milch, and I and I love that role. 
I did John from Cincinnati for David Milchin. That was a drama. I love that role. Um, yeah, so probably not just straight, although I did love Modern Family. I love the, uh, the way it was made. And, and, uh, but th- yeah, that's the answer. And I know it was really rough for you to play Sofia Vergara's husband. I know that's yeah, really, it's yeah. just so painful yeah. to have to kiss her all <laughs> yeah. the time. Sign me up for that role, right? <laughs> Why did they hire me for this? <laughs> it's such a bummer. Can you imagine how, much, how that was, must have sucked you guys to have to like put your arms around her all the time? You know, it Getting really too close for a smell. Tried to avoid because it was tough, you know, it was like, you just didn't want to torture yourself, you know. Is there is there certain roles that you take or or, or or things that you do that challenge you a little bit more? And you're like, man, this is going to require something of me that I don't know that I have. Well, I, that Modern Family was that way because I didn't think I was going to get that job. It's a long story short, but they had gone out to another actor, and then they came back to me after a week or ten days, and they said, you know. What are you going to do? And I said, yeah, I'll do it. And then I thought, how, how am I going to do it, though? You know, that was a I didn't know about the age thing, you know, if that would work. And, you know, but you just jump in, you know, uh, like I'm going to do this thing for FX uh, in late October about uh, the Clippers. Uh, and I'm playing Donald Sterling. Now, don't ask me how I know how I'm going to do that role. But uh, I'm growing my hair long. So that's, that's the first step. Oh, I can't wait to see and that. I lost about twenty pounds because I'm a lot bigger than you know. Is there is there anything about the actual character that you're kind of worried worried no, you about know, as you portray it? My, my uh, listen. When I started out, I was very young, and I tried every manner of, of uh, technique, you know, from method, uh, and, and all those different, you know, Stanislavski and and and. Uh, Meisner and, and Stella Adler and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, I kind of just, you, you, I think with experience, which is the most important thing, you just sort of, uh, you, you get your own thing, you know. And, and mine was not method. And I never even thought a character was, uh, was a real thing. You know, it's just words on a page. So you kind of... Everything's in. I think that everything is is contained in the script. So I don't need a lot of research. You know, if I'm playing a guy in jail, I'm not going to go to jail for ten days to see what that's like. <laughs> you know, I mean, because people don't know what you're thinking, and so you just play the scenes. And if you make the and you go scene by scene by scene. So if you make the one scene right you got a good shot of making the next scene right. You know, it's a good start. And you just go from there. But it will be interesting to see Ed, Ed O'Neill here on the Rich Eisen Show, Susie Schuster, Marshall Falk, in for Rich. It will be interesting to see where you find the humor in Donald Sterling. Because i gotta say, I got to tell you, as somebody who covered the Clippers during those years, there wasn't a whole lot of humor there at Staples well, you know, he was he was inadvertently funny. You know, like I've seen some of the things that he said, you know, over a meal in, in Beverly Hills where he might uh, stop in the midst of a conversation and say, why do I have to buy their socks? <laughs> I mean, I have to buy my own socks, don't you? And I think, he's talking about his players? He's a billionaire. 
But that's funny, right? You're laughing. <laughs> no, I get it. It's funny without trying to be funny. I get it. <laughs> I, I got to connect you with Alvin Gentry for some uh, behind yeah. closed doors conversations about that very subject, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, you know, it's, all that stuff is very helpful. But at the end of the day, it's, it's everything has to be generated from the script. If it's not in the script, it ain't there. Well, we're going to generate this from a script. You and I spoke about things that piss you off right now in football. And I said to the guys, I'm like, guys, this is probably the best segment we could possibly do. Like, things that piss Ed O'Neill off when it comes to football. Here's the thing. There is one thing, especially that's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, The other things are kind of, you know, nitpicking, I would would call it. Yeah, but But it's it's much more fun. It's really much more fun to say things that piss you off just because then immediately it goes segues right into a perfect character for you to play. Okay, so I I, I hope Marshall appreciates this. Um, I'm going to love it. So I've been watching these shows, you know, where the where they get most most of the a lot of these guys are ex players, you know, and they'll come on, and they you know the fashion today is the skinny suits with the tennis shoes, (laughs) and. they got the they got the X and O board behind them, and they're talking about the game that's coming or the game that just ended. What's you know what's Brady doing? What's so and so? And there might be four of them across, right? So the one that starts talking suddenly, what's the, well, the word would be over um, gesticular? That's a, that's a, that's a theater term, gesticular, overly gesticular. So in other words. You're using gestures with your hands. It can be your legs as well, but usually the hands, which are way overboard, you know. Uh, And these guys, the other three will stand like statues. And then when it's the next guy's turn to talk, suddenly it's like someone hit him with a goddamn cattle prod. (laughs) And he'll start doing the same thing, hands running, running back to the blackboard, running. And I'm saying, what are you so excited about? What the hell are you so excited about? <laughs> it's a screen pass, for Christ's sake. You know, I mean, it, it just drives me crazy. And I'm thinking, it's not these guys. It's some producer, you know, <laughs> backstage on a microphone saying, pick it up. Put the energy in this. Get the energy. 100%. Drive it. Drive it. You know, like, like we're going to go to sleep Unless they're, uh, you know, doing this wild motions that are ridiculous and, and fake voices, you know, like the fake um, excitement. That that drives, and it's, but that's especially true in martial arts and boxing too. You know, that drives me nuts. Well, you hear that too, Marshall. Sometimes people are talking like, and then and then the play action, and there he goes, and they're screaming at each other. It's like, guys, chill. It's it's football. Like, yeah. like that. they're not the on the thing field. That drives me crazy is that. And I don't think I want to name any names because these, you know, these guys do a great job. But believe me, overall, uh, I couldn't do it. Uh, but the guys that are calling the game, for example, there's usually two of them, right? Mm-hmm. And and one talks more than the other in, in, <laughs> in the usual case. One's talking more than the other guy. And uh, the guy that talks a lot never shuts up. <laughs> and, and he might be in the middle of a story, and the play is starting to go. It doesn't bother him. They keep talking. And I'm saying, I'm watching the game. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not radio. I oh, that's it. good. 
I'm watching the goddamn game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or they start telling you what these guys are thinking, what they're going to do, what their plans are. I'm saying they don't know exactly what the, you know. It's ha the game happens fast. The great Ed O'Neill here on the Rich Eisen Show, Susie Schuster, Marshall Falk, and Rich Eisen. I, I, I got to tell you, I love it. I, I, I love it. You're I, here I, for this, right? I, I, I listen to games with no sound just because I don't want them to get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I tell people when you watch the game, follow the football, don't follow where they tell you to go. Exactly. <laughs> now, on top of that. You know, it really, it's the way you play defense. See, you're talking to a man who's played the game. Yeah, no, he, he gets it. That's, it annoys him, too. Ed, you also really love post-game press conferences where the coaches just spout out things <laughs> like they are who we thought they were. Well, Correct. you know, that thing. Well, that's, that's been going on from since, uh, I mean, even before uh, Woody Hayes, you know. <laughs> By the way, remember Chris Farley? Yes. Well, you know, Chris and I, we had the same manager. Chris was a sweet, sweetheart of a guy. You know, it's no secret that he had a few demons. One day I was talking to him, and remember that bit he did on Saturday Night Live about the motivational speaker who lives down by the river? <laughs> Matt Foley. You Matt know Foley. He did that with David Spade and the girl that played my daughter on uh, Married with Children, Christina Applegate. And it was the, the setup was the parents hired this guy to come in and give their two kids, Spade and Applegate, a motivational talk because they were caught smoking dope or something. <laughs> and his character was that he was a motivational speaker who lived down by the river. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things you'll ever see. So you've got to Google it. Chris Farley, motivational speaker. And he'd say, he'd sound like this. Because uh, uh, I'm a motivational speaker who lives down by the river. <laughs> And, and so I was with him at a party, and I said, Oh, you think you're smart, Mr. Smarty Pants? Well, you just wait and see what's going to happen to you from smoking those doobies. <laughs> and I'm sitting with him, and I said to him one day, I know who you're imitating. He looked at me like, What? I said, I know who you're imitating. He said, Get, the get out of here. Who? I said, Woody Hayes. He said, you son of a bitch. Wow. <laughs> That's how Woody Hayes talked. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you one other funny story about love, about uh, We were all in at John Lovett's house. He had a Super Bowl so party. He this. lived in, in uh, Beverly Glen. And so, you know, we're, he had a Mexican uh, buffet. And everybody's piling on because the kickoff's going to happen and the screen... And at the last minute, Farley comes bursting in the door, and he's late, you know, as usual. And he was coming from rehab in Venice. And they let him out for the Super Bowl. So he runs in, gets a plate, he's piling stuff on the plate, and Lovett says to him, you know, like kidding him, like, leave something for the rest of us, you know. <laughs> and then we all go in to watch the kickoff, and he's not in yet. So like one or two plays, the door opens. Chris comes walking in the door, stops in the doorway, and he's holding. He got a like a loaf of Italian bread and cut it lengthwise, and then he put every condiment that was on the table on in the bread, 
you know, everything. <laughs> Mushrooms, onions, carrots, capers, everything. <laughs> On top of John Lovett's beloved kitten. And he had it between the bread and said, I'll eat any thing I want to on Super Bowl Sunday. He put a real cat on a roll? In the bread. A live animal. A live cat. I mean, you know, come on, man. You, I was laughing so hard I, I almost fell out of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I just spit mimosa over my entire <laughs> set. TJ, I love Farley. Farley, just... I love Farley. Farley oh, was, man. He was a special guy. And all those guys, Spade, all those guys, you know. <laughs> and I never said a word when I was around those guys because they were, they were always trying out comic bits on me. <laughs> I mean, th- I, I feel like I just want to just be quiet and let you tell more stories. We could just change the name of the show to Hollywood Stories, Chris Brockman said, yeah. right? Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, hey, listen, stories. I'm happy to have done a little bit here this morning. Uh, so what's up? Uh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, 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 absolutely no, not. We <laughs> can just sit here and do this all day. I put my feet up. You can just keep talking. Tell me another another story that has to do with John Lovitz, a live kitten, and a loaf of bread. I'm begging you. Oh, my God. Hey, Ed, you know, last time you you were in studio about four years ago, and I was doing interviews with you in the green room, and I brought up the adventures of Ford Fairlane to you, and you you as Lieutenant Amos, and then you and I sang uh, Booty Time together, and that was one of the highlights of my life. Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie to you about that. (laughs) That was a funny show to do. I mean, that show was crazy. I mean, no one knew what was going on in that show. <laughs> you and Dice Clay. Me and Dice Clay. I mean, Clay was he was uh, he was out there, you know. You got a really fast Clay story. You got to have something for us. Uh, well, you know that no, but I brought my father uh, to the to the set one day. My father was visiting me. We were in Malibu. And I, you know, I thought, well, I'll introduce him to Dice, you know. I don't even know if he knew who Dice was, but Dice walked out of the, of the set, and I said, hey, uh, Dice, come here. This, I want you to meet my dad. Oh, yeah, very, you know, this is my father. And uh, he said, hey, 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 do you want to hear my, my, uh, my impression of a perfect date? And uh, my dad <laughs> said, yeah. And he went, oh. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Ed O'Neill, everybody. Oh, Ed O'Neill. Oh, Ed O'Neill. Live on the Rich Eisen Joe. Ed, you are a gem. You are the greatest. I put you on the spot to come on, and I'm so glad I did. Thank you so much Thank for your you, time. Ed. Hey, Marshall, it's a really, honestly, a real pleasure to meet you. Likewise, man. Likewise. Big fan of yours. I hope I run into you sometime. I'm going to make him come to dinner. That'll be it. That'll be, that'll be that'll okay. be that'll be the four top. I go. promise you. The great Ed O'Neill here right, on the Rich Eisen Show. See you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you guys, you're oh, welcome. Man. Classic. You're welcome. Well, it's just classic. Welcome, Susie. I got to buy a new laptop now because I I, I got mimosa all over it. But TJ, I've never <laughs> seen just, you doubling uh, over uh, like I'm, that. I'll be honest. <laughs> oh. I love oh, it when so when when people play roles. And it fits into their real personality. Yeah, like yeah. he's, yeah, he is. <laughs> like a lot of the roles that he plays. He's Al Bundy. Yeah, like yeah he yeah, really is. Right. Yeah. See, I don't. Is he Susie? Though is he really Al Bundy? He, he's, he's the kindest guy there. Yeah, is. Like Al Bundy. I, it doesn't no, seem like he really no, was Al Bundy. No, no, he, the kindest, nicest, and and kind of guy that there is. Yeah. We're going to talk more about 
the great Ed O'Neill. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Don't you go anywhere else. No more Chris Farley stories, though. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. If you miss any of the show, and this was one heck of a show, there are so many ways to find the video. Christopher, what do you want to? Yeah, so many ways. Obviously, hit up our YouTube page, YouTube slash uh, dot com slash Rich Eisen Show or Roku Channel 210. TJ, we're, it loops all day. It's a wheel. We're wheel. literally on nonstop. So it's a wheel. You're saying we just run and it we just run runs and, and it, it runs and it and runs. Like okay. if you missed the first hour, if you just missed that insane Ed O'Neill interview we just had, <laughs> you need to see in that. three hours or in two hours and 45 minutes. Roku Channel 210, boom, it's on. He is an American legend. He, really is. Oh, he yeah. is a really special, is. special gem of a man. Dude's you can funny. tell from those stories, Dude's right? Funny. He really Great is. stories. He's funny. I mean, you know what else is amazing? To see a guy like Ed, right, who I'm sure every time someone sees this man walk down the street, it's, you know, 30 years of being on our TV sets. And then you get a guy like that who gets, you know, all the adulation every time he walks outside. But to see him kind of fan over someone like Marshall, I, I kind of like watching those two worlds collide sometimes because it's really cool to see someone who gets all of that be able to kind of show that love to someone else yeah. that he enjoyed. So that was really cool. Yeah, because when I called him to come on, I said, I'm doing it with Marshall. And he was like, oh, you're kidding me. He's my favorite running back of all time. And he was giddy about it. And honestly, <laughs> I used it as a carrot. I'm like, well, you know, if you call into the show, you get to talk to Marshall. <laughs> no, dummy. And yeah, and, and it's it, you're right. It was a, actually a great marriage. It is fun to see that mutual admiration yeah. fan club. Yeah. And, and you asked me, is he like Al Bundy? And the answer is absolutely not. He's shy and sweet. He's Youngstown's best. And he, you know, he is one of those guys that um, is generous with his time and always treats people beautifully. So I would say, no, he ain't no Al Bundy. I, I like finding out the fact that he, he tried out for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's really yeah. Like, that's, that, is, that is impressive. And as, as athletes, like after you play, you're like, okay, what are you going to do? And a lot of athlete, ex-athletes, what do they do? They, they get into acting and start doing stuff like that. And 
he was just the same. Got out of got out of sports and and fell in love with with drama. We're wrapping up here, but did you ever want to act, or do you want to act? No, no, I like being me. You haven't been in anything, Marshall? Uh, I've been in a couple of couple of things. I don't I don't know if I'm a good actor. I'd like to check it out. I'd like to see. Let's put you on tape. Let's put you on tape. Doesn't that sound impressive? Let's Suze, put you I on just, tape. I don't know, Suze. We don't know if you're a good actor. I like but... being real with you. I don't want to act. <laughs> I hear you. That's how, that's how we are, though. We're like this. There you, you go. And me. There you go. 12 Te years ago, I used to do a fantasy football show, and Kurt called in once, and he made reference that you were the the greatest football player he's ever played with. So ah, we don't know dude. if you can act, but we knew what you could do on that football yeah. field. Thank you. So. so we got yeah. that. TJ, it's always a pleasure being with you. You know, I love coming here. It's a pleasure to have you, Suze. You should stop by more often. I, I'm going to. You're <laughs> yeah, just they, saying that because I bring expensive booze, right? Yeah. Well, look, it doesn't <laughs> hurt big that you come bearing gifts. I'm just you know? saying, right? It doesn't hurt. Right, I'm just saying that. Mike, you always and I see. love seeing you. Christopher, bring your kid to my house, please. <laughs> sure. Marshall, thanks for never letting me down. It's a pleasure. For everybody here at the Rich Eisen Show, I'm Susie Schuster. Thanks for letting me come in and keep the seat warm. Rich will be back with you tomorrow. Have an amazing day, everybody.